just watched? I, I just watched a beautiful flame haired man survive a battle. Yes, you did, Stuart Lake! He's alive! Tyson is alive! Nothing else matters! Nothing matters now! He's untouchable! He's blessed by, <laughs> he's kissed by fire, he's yes. blessed by wind, I don't know. Yeah. Goat's milk kept him strong. <laughs> goat's milk? No, not goat's giant's milk. milk. Giant's milk kept him strong. Oh, I've had some nice chevre. Mm, goat cheese. Uh, well, Stu, thanks quite, for... Quite frankly, I don't care about anything else. You can just talk. Yeah, the podcast uh, yeah. is done. Yeah, yeah. It was a two-minute podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. tonight. Tormund, the intro Tormund song, Tormund Lived. Lived. We're done. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Um, welcome to our beautiful studio audience. Studio audience? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? I'm becoming a TV asshole. Um, <laughs> our live audience here at yes. Mary May's Bar and Kitchen at the beautiful Brisbane Powerhouse. We are three weeks into Game of Thrones. We sure are. And, and holy crap, a lot went down in this did. episode. After two reasonably quiet episodes. Reasonably. They made up for it. Uh, yeah, wow, they did. Holy hell. It's, it's we, really good. We have a lot to unpack, but let's start by doing our one-minute challenge. Yes. Now, I think I went first last week, so it's your turn. Okay, all right. All right, let's go through Stu's, right, no so doubt, I have a very carefully detailed, considered yes. and detailed list. I have a very of, detailed This list. is where we write down everything we can remember about the episode in one minute before we go on yes. here. Stu's, no doubt, been really have, uh, had his mind turned on, That's and he's, he's ready to go with a detailed list of what we saw. Of everything that I could everything remember. Everything that he could remember. From the episode. Which was just, I wrote Tormund's Alive in all caps, uh, as many times as I could before the 60 seconds ran out. I got about halfway down the page, which frankly I thought I'd get, I'd get further, so I'm a bit disappointed with my effort there. I'm going to take a picture of that and put yes. it up on the Facebook page. <laughs> because it looks, it looks like the rantings of a serial killer. Uh, so. It really does. <laughs> My list... That's what I could remember. What could you remember, uh, My list was sort of more abstract and um, it was kind of like a great performance you art piece. You sort of piece. explored the page space I really there. have I like explored that. the white space of the page. Mm. What you can see here is my attempt at drawing Arya <laughs> fucking stabbing that Night King yes! in the gut. Yes! Woo! Uh, it looks like in The Simpsons, if you've ever seen The Simpsons where um, Milhouse's dad is trying to do Pictionary <laughs> and he draws this weird circle kind of oval shape and it's, it, it's meant to be um, Dignity. <laughs> and it's like, of course it's Dignity, look at that. Look at that shape. It looks like the Night King. It, it, it doesn't look like the Dignity circle at all. <laughs> and there's some ar- sort of spears or arrows that are represented by arrows. I get it. It's like a magic eye puzzle, it's, right? Yeah. If you cross, if you look if you cross your eyes, carefully, you yeah. and, and then I've got spears. Blatter and Smash written mm. below it, which is which is obviously the onomatopoeia for what happened to the Night King. Excellent. Uh, I then wrote Better Than Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Prove, okay, big call. Prove me wrong. Um, Sansa Tyrion in the Crypt. Yes. Oh, yes. How sweet was that? Very good. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, spoiler warning. Um, <laughs> we are going to be talking about spoilers for Game of Thrones. Season 8, Episode 3. Over the page, I wrote, Grey Worm survived. Yes. How did Sam Tarly survive? I know. I wanted to get into how? that. He was on, on the bottom of a quivering pile of zombies. I yes. don't understand how he's even still alive. How he's still in one piece, let alone Some, alive. Something of Tormund's rubbed off on him. That's it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bran, where were you? <laughs> Warging. He just disappeared into the ether for a good 20 minutes. 
Where he disappeared was he? into a bunch of crows, which... Yeah, but what did the crows do, Stu? Exactly. That's, that's what Where I'm asking. Where did the crows like, go? Where did the happened? ravens go? Very strange. We'll, well maybe. Find it. Look, maybe. the general comment to all of these questions is probably going to be, we'll find out next yes, week. that's it. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't have the emotional reaction. And finally, I wrote Melisandra with a picture... And then you drew a balloon animal? Or? No, it's not no? a balloon animal. It's supposed to... <laughs> was unfinished, but it's supposed to be an Iraq, a Dothraki, <laughs> right, yes. Dothraki weapon, the Iraqs, and how she lit them all on fire. Yes, in like an it was, incredibly cool Like scene. it was the Rolling Stones at Altamont in 69. <laughs> and, and the White Walkers or the Whites with a... What's that, biker gang? Hell's Angels. Yes. Yes. Topical concert they, they, reference. They definitely, they definitely the Westeros uh, Hell's Angels. Yeah. So that's a very good one. Yeah. Uh, zombified Hell's Angels. Um, if you are a Hell's <laughs> Angel, please don't come for me. Um... I'm very delicate and bruise easily. Um, not implying that the Hell's Angels are violent at all, just that in 1969 at Altamont, they, you know... It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Google it, people. Uh, Stu, initial visceral reactions to The Long Night? Uh, I loved it. Yeah? I thought it was great. I thought I was initially expecting a huge battle scene that lasted for an hour and a half. Yes. And instead, what we got was actually a lot more clever, which was a series of very tense scenes that all sort of played off each other but in different ways so they mm. were tense there was there was battle but there was also quiet scenes which i wasn't expecting mm. in this episode there was quiet contemplative scenes that also had a sense of terror and dread hanging over them yes so i thought that was that was a really really good balance i liked the scene strike. that they ripped pretty much directly from the first jurassic park movie <laughs> You know when Arya was being chased by the zombies in the library? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much when mm-hmm. the kids in Jurassic Park were it's being chased kitchen, by yeah, the yeah. raptors in the kitchen. Absolutely. <laughs> pretty much shot for shot. I think um, so. Just a little tribute to Steven Spielberg. Including there. the freezer somehow. I don't yeah, know that's that right. And the ladles. Chinky, chinky, chinky. That's a very topical reference, the original yes. Jurassic Park. <laughs> very topical. Look, all of I my like references... We're among, we're among friends tonight. Yeah, all of my references are from the 90s. Deal with it. When were you born, Memphis? 94? Get the fuck out. Uh, no, kidding. I'm kidding. I love you. I love, I love the young people. They just really remind you of the approaching march of doom. In many, ways they're, in many ways, they're like an encroaching army of the undead. I'm going to start with a slightly controversial point. I right. love the episode. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I am biased. I love every episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> to me, it didn't, it didn't quite have the same emotional resonance of the Battle of the Bastards mm. and the Whites Beyond the Wall. So season six, season seven. Yes. There was something about those two scenes that had me, uh, maybe because this one was totally immersed. Well, this was a and whole I episode knew too, it was yeah. going to be mm. there. I knew it was going to unfold. Well, not, not the way it did, because obviously, as you said, it, it, did, it did have some clever parts to it. But it was so built up. Yes. It was so built up, whereas Battle of the Bastards at the time wasn't that. There was like, we know there's going to be a big confrontation between Jon Snow and Ramsay Bolton. We didn't know quite how it would work. And then it, you know... And then it just sort of it, happened. It, it put everyone in so much peril to a, to a degree that I don't feel I had that same reaction or not to the same level okay. as, as this one. Now, that's again, that's me coming across maybe as, as being negative, but maybe it was the situation in which I watched it because I remember watching the one episode that we've ever watched together of yes. Game of Thrones. We've only ever watched one episode <laughs> together. Uh, first run. We've watched, first we've watched run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've watched them yeah, since. Yeah. But in, in terms of seeing a first episode first time was the, the um, second last episode of season seven. Yeah. Uh, the Whites Beyond the Wall. The Magnificent Seven. And we were, you know, I've got the camera footage of On us doing that. On the edge of our seat We were for the whole screaming thing. and yelling and, <laughs> you know, bleh. And with this one, I was mostly sitting there going, huh, huh, huh. And the one thing I kept... Um, 
saying over and over again was looking at the characters and then just writing without looking at my book was like, still in the game, still in the game, still in the game. <laughs> just every time Brienne popped up, still in the game, Jamie, still in the game. And that's all, it was just like this mental calculation of who's still alive, who's still, because it, I mean, should we talk about the darkness of the episode? There's been a few complaints well, about yeah, that. Well, yeah, people have complained about it. And apparently, and this is the thing, so I was, I was reading up on it today, and apparently it's to do with streaming issues. So apparently, the once it comes out on Blu-ray, that, this is what the showrunners say, once it comes out on Blu-ray and DVD, it will look great. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will. But apparently, um, through especially through streaming, because of the compression algorithms that they use, right? because it's so dark, right, Basically, it just it flattens it out to all black, and so right. stuff that would look pretty nuanced on a high definition uh, transfer is going to look really washed out and just grainy and black. So I think that's I think that's where a lot of the problem came. Also, uh, a lot of people a lot of people's TVs don't work properly. Yes, you know, yeah, like, so, so you I think that's definitely them, a big thing. Yeah, you haven't got them configured, or and I was watching with some light on me because I, I had my little phone set up to try mm. and film reaction shots because that's always really flattering to watch back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will lose weight. Uh, the the I had a lot of light coming at me, so yes. I was dealing with sort of looking through a bit of light on the screen. Sure, and I can't even imagine that because I was watching it in a darkened room. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it would be like to watch it in a room like this <laughs> it with wasn't, bright lights no, around. No, it wasn't this well lit. It was just that they'd left the lights on just at the front of the TV down. Like just right, down so exactly lights. where it would make the most problems for uh, you. Yeah, or maybe, but I don't know because I haven't watched it again yet. True. <laughs> so I'm going off everything from memory. So I was able to see enough, but I was worried I would miss a death. Did you have trouble following any of the action in the... No, no, not no? really. There, okay. was, there were a few moments where someone would go by and... There was definitely parts towards the end of the episode where I started to lose track of how everyone was doing it was like, I think that was by design though because yes. you want to be in that place where literally corpses are just piling up everywhere you can't even tell what's inside or outside the castle walls anymore yeah. the castle walls have started being knocked down and blown down by Viserion mm. with his icy dragon breath and <laughs> you just can't tell so I think the effect that they were going for and Miguel Sapochnik I think is his name he directed yeah. Battle of the Bastards and the whites beyond the wall and, yeah. and, and this, this one. one and he's going for that really immersive feel of what a battle is like Inside, totally, yeah. and the, the complete disorientation. And I thought that it was interesting that he put Jon Snow, because Jon Snow, love him, <laughs> really, not the brightest. No, sh- let's 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 cast no aspersions on Jon Snow's intelligence. All right, let's not have that. <laughs> but he didn't have a lot to do this episode, really. He did, he he, or he he was on the, um. I don't know, his his because everyone was so involved. Well that's right. And obviously He was just one of many. Exactly. And and he and Danny were obviously supposed to play a lot bigger role in the battle. Yes. But Circumstances. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't work like that. The, the best made plans one, one step ahead of them. Don't survive contact with the enemy. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so he at a couple of points was in that battle and it sort of was from his point of view of everything. Almost losing hope. Yeah. And there were a couple of shots of him just taking cover and trying to get the will to go on. And the one thing driving him was got to get to Bran, got to get to the Godswood. Yeah. Um, which he never did. No, he never did. And, uh, and the one thing he was supposed to do. The one thing he was trying to do. But if we can just move to that point now, naturally that we've come there, the death of the Night King, yes. the destruction of the Night King by Arya freaking Stark. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I. Um, and I had been predicting... I will let you talk, Stu, sorry. But um, I, in my comedy show, Raven On, uh, which I performed earlier this year, thanks mm. to those of you who came to see it, uh, all five of them... Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, 
we, I actually had at the end of the show a legit sword fight. Yes. Um, except in Sydney. Sorry, Sydney, I couldn't find any fences. <laughs> so I just got the audience members to do it. But um, the, in, in Perth and in Brisbane, I had trained fences. It was awesome. Planted in the audience to come. Memphis here was one of them. She was a yeah. Night King. She's pretty awesome. And uh, I got them to come out and pretend to be crap. And then they got, and then gave them broadswords and they went nuts. And the whole premise of that was that I was expecting a climactic battle between Jon Snow and the Night King. It was just something, nobody had ever told me it would happen. No, but you I, just, I just sort of assumed. I had invented it in my head. That's that right. was going to be something we would see because we'd seen him fight a White Walker at Hard Home. We'd seen him fight, uh, well, not directly a White Walker beyond the wall, but certainly lots of whites and he was trying to get to that's the right. Night King. So you sort of always had this feeling like, and that's what happens in fantasy stories where the, the hero takes on the villain. Yeah. And in action movies and in all sorts of And they flipped culture. it. And I couldn't have been more freaking yeah, happy that's right. that they flipped it. Well, I love that they gave us the fake out too because it ends up with the Night King and John just staring at each other across a, a battlefield strewn with corpses. Yes. And John starts to walk towards him and then the Night King's like, you forgot I can do this, yeah, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whoops, up come the dead again. Yeah, uh, including all of the recently dead. Yes, exactly. Uh, which was Dothraki and Unsullied and yeah. Night's Watch. And, and the Winterfell Crips, which we predicted accurately. Although you predicted accurately. I said it wouldn't happen, yeah. so I owe you whatever I owe you. But they didn't make as, as big a deal out of it as I thought they I would. I thought so many more people would die down there. That's right, yeah, yeah. And I thought, I thought it could have been a much bigger moment. Instead, it was just sort of one moment among many. It was sort of... They, we, we see characters that we know who have already died at that point yeah. sort of open their eyes with blue eyes. But then we, and also some arms crash out of the, of yeah. the dirt walls. And, and initially I thought, I didn't understand what was happening. The way that it was cut to, I thought they were showing uh, like some zombies had started tunnelling underneath Winterfell or something. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's what was going on. They had sort of tunnelled in and that's how they were going to get in. And then it's like, oh, no, actually... The crypts are coming alive. Like, what we said would probably happen is happening. So, you know, to have that happen and not sort of milk it for all the terror that it's worth? I thought, because just to... I thought we would lose so many more people this battle oh, than yes. we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was stunned. Named characters, anyway. There Named was a characters. big death toll. Of course there was a huge death count. <laughs> Sorry, non-player characters. <laughs> we don't count you. Um, I was on Thrones 360 uh, last night, again on mm. Sydney... <laughs> That's, uh, that's four? four the yeah, so the reason the audience five, is laughing is because as before we started recording officially, I kept making jokes about being on Foxtel <laughs> like a TV asshole. I don't mean to sound like that, but my point is... You're excited. Well, You're excited. I am. You're on the telly. But my point was I was watching it with Luke McGregor, who's a very fine Australian comedian from the show Rosehaven. He was the other guest. And so we were in the green room together to watch the episode. And he said to me, oh, I think this will be a big one. I think we might get a big death in this. And I went... Oh, we'll get more than one. And he was like, you reckon? How many do you reckon? I said, I think at least seven or eight. And he said, well, you can't just choose seven or eight. And I said, well, eight then. So we had, and in my notebook, in my notebook here, I've literally got it written down. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is great podcast noise. Luke one, Nat eight. <laughs> which, and the which weirdly means you lost. No, I won because I'm closer to... Oh, okay, that's true. Yeah. Because, it's, because we got... Well, I thought five at first, but then I realised Melisandre died at the end, yes. which wasn't a battle yeah. death, but kind of was. So there were six. I, I literally thought eight would be the low end of the range. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that Tormund, Jamie, Brienne, Pod, Grey Worm, Miss Sandy, Grey Sam, Worm didn't die. Grey yeah. Worm had, was a, just may as well we, have had a target painted on him. 
Yeah, and we had, here's the list from last week that our beautiful studio That's audience right. yeah, yeah. helped us. And Jora died, sadly. Um, we had John and Danny both surviving, which they did. Grey Worm died. We had Liana ha- was split. She died. We did, she went out like a champ, though. That was incredible. How that was good one was of that? my big emotional reactions. She stabbed a zombie giant in the in face. In the face! That's screaming I mean, at him. Is that the best death in Game of Thrones? It would be close to the top. That might actually be the best death in Game of Thrones. Oh. I was so sad that they got rid of her, <laughs> but I'm glad that she had like the most triumphant. And no other women die. Oh, well, Melisandre again, but Melisandre, not in the battle. Not in the battle. Um, so she was the one female character it, that it's got actually, taken out. It's actually very weird to see like a young female character like that. One, be involved in a battle yes. to that degree. And two, have a pretty grisly death on oh, yeah. screen. Oh, yeah. She was being <laughs> asphyxiated. Yeah, just squeezed. And then he was going to try and eat her like a paddle pop or something. I think that's what was something. going on, yeah. Just like nom, nom, nom. And then bam, right in the eye. <laughs> I love Leanna Mormont. Rest in peace, dear girl. So good. Um, Bran survived. Sansa, we had split, but she survived. Arya survived. Gendry, he survived. We had him Gendry down to die. Gendry survived somehow. Again, on the front lines. Uh, Theon died. Died. Theon died was expected. Theon was definitely going to die. Tyrion survived. We thought that. Varys, we thought, would die, but he survived. Gilly we th- was split, but she survived. Sam survived. How? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, not sure. Not even any idea. What's Bob? <laughs> Bob? What's that name? Yeah. Bob. Bob. We just have Bob. We just have Bob written at the end. Pod. 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 Yes. Thank no, you. No, Pod's over here. Yon Royce. <laughs> Didn't even see him. Yeah, um, was he? Actually, he must have been in the crypts. Point. He must have been around, right? He like, would have been in the crypts. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway. Jamie, we had down to die, but he survived. Brienne, we had down to die, and she survived. Davos survived. Thank God. I would yes. kill someone. Uh, Pod was split, but he survived. Tormund survived. Miss Ande yes. survived. Ed died, which we predicted. Yes. Uh, Ghost survived, similarly, although well, I didn't much see him after he led the official vanguard charge he's, he's with the Dothraki. He, but he, he was he, part of that first yeah. charge, and then we never see him again. But then what's new? So, you know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> True to form. That's it. Yeah, he'll show up again somewhere. Yeah, um, well, exa- yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a direwolf's paradise out there now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhaegal and Drogon both survived, although it was touch and go for Rhaegal because he had a big crash landing. Yeah, and, and I also he got he got like really badly like cut up. That was um, Drogon got cut up by all the. No, no, no. Um, in the fight, like Rhaegal got a big gash across his oh, belly. Oh, did he? Yeah, which Maybe makes I me wonder that if he's going to gonna be okay next week or whether because he uh, did crash land. Have you seen we... the trailer? No. Okay. Moving I th- on. I think we've just answered my question. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Uh, the Hound survived, which we were predicting because yeah, Clegainebol Clegainebol and Beric, we predicted, would die. And, and he did. he absolutely did. Yeah. And it turns out that his purpose all along was to save Arya from a small group of zombies. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was his great destiny. No, his great destiny was to make sure the Hound got back in the game and looked yes. after Arya. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. And the Hound was, when he said, he said, oh, we're all dead. The Hound's like, we're all dead, just stop fighting. And he said, you tell her that, as Arya drove off a roof. Yes. <laughs> followed by Zoe, just Arya rolled doing, herself yeah, off, off a roof. very cool stuff this And this uh, And flipped down and st- kept running, and the hound was like, I've got to go save Arya. <laughs> that was Beric's job, I feel. And That's then, true. And Although then he, he did, died. he did literally save her from a group of zombies at one stage. He, yeah, I mean, he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. I thought, this is the thing, I was really expecting them to have a couple of deaths that were kind of blink and you'll miss it. Like, oh my God, was that Beric? Yes, exactly, But yeah. they managed to do it in such a way that everyone who died had their moment. Had their moment, yeah, exactly. There was I no thought Jorah was gone about ten minutes in. 
Yeah, well, he in survived that, initial that charge. whole thing. There's an initial that that first sort of rush where the the wall of zombies comes uh, comes towards them, which is a terrifying image. It was amazingly done. Mm. Just all of a sudden, out of the darkness, this wall of bodies. A just wave. Comes. It was amazing. Uh, they're all on the front line. So Jamie, Brienne, Pod, Grey Worm, Gendry, they're all there. Uh, and they all get engulfed by zombies. So yeah. at that point, I'm like, did they just, like, kill everyone? Wipe them like, out, yeah. That would have been incredible in, 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 in that way, for, for pure shock value and for pure, you know, a thrill. Like, yes. to kill off that many characters at once, it would have been amazing. Mm. But And this is why I kept writing, still in the game, still yeah, in the right, game. Exactly. Every time I saw them, like, note, Exactly you know, right. Because, mark me. What because then we, we keep cutting back to them and the, the ranks have thinned out a bit, but they're still swinging away. Yeah. Like, so... Yeah, and the fact that Jorah only got his fatal wound right at the very end with Danny, yes. <laughs> after Danny came off the dragon, which nobody had obviously planned for that eventuality. Yeah, they obviously had not gone. Okay, so what happens what if, happens for whatever if, reason, like we know he has a dragon as well. And why didn't they think to like invent some sort of harness or rope system? <laughs> I would have thought they could at least throw a couple of garden hoses around the dragons and just give them That's something it. to. Dragons don't come with bucket seats. It's not really a thing. No, I know, but you'd think they could have planned for some sort of, like, we're going to be in the air for a long time. It could yeah. get crazy. We might have to land in enemy territory. <laughs> Can we have some sort of, you know, maybe an ejector seat? Well, that's right, yeah, maybe. Goose, no, goose, no. <laughs> no. What is he saying? I can't remember. Top Gun. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Really topical reference. <laughs> um, they're making a sequel, though, so it's coming back. Sure. It's coming back. Love a bit of Top Gun. My brother's favourite movie, if, you, if, if he's listening, which he won't be because he's never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's his favourite movie. Uh, really loves that shirtless volleyball scene. Uh, it's a good scene. He's big into fitness. It is yeah. a good scene. One of my... So you know I do these movie, The Plays, right? Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're here, I'm doing a show called Titanic, the movie, The Play, over at the Queensland Maritime Museum next month. Sorry, as of tomorrow is next month. So come and see it. It's really, really fun and I need to sell tickets to live. Um, that's, that sounds like an order, doesn't it? Sorry. Um, consider coming and seeing a really fun night of comedy that's cheap. But on my list of shows to do is Top Gun. Like I really, yes. really want to do Top Gun, the Absolutely. movie, the play. Because that shirtless volleyball scene, man. Where would you get the I'm plane? just going to get... I'll find a plane. I found a bus. <laughs> I found a boat. I can find a plane. Um, you don't work. Don't you worry your pretty uh, little head enough, about that. Enough, I'll that. find a plane. I, I'm sorry I asked. Yeah, I I'm, shouldn't have asked. In the I'm first the place. queen of finding outdated transport. <laughs> um, it's my jam. So I want to do Top Gun just so I can get audience volunteers to like whip their shirts off and play volleyball. Sure. This is the future of theatre. I mean, you don't have to take your shirt off. Obviously, it's a voluntary thing. We don't make anyone do anything they don't want to do. Well, there can be a whole shirt. But there are so happen. many bros out there who spend all their time in the gym. <laughs> why like, not show it off, boys? Come that's on. That's right. You're not. Why would you do all that work if you don't want to kind of strut around going, "Hey, ladies or other gentlemen, you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, humanity, check out my guns." And here's a perfect opportunity to do it in the safety of a theatrical <laughs> venue. Free from judgment. There would be so many bros. I got up a couple of times. Uh, in Love Hate, actually, mm. in Perth or Adelaide? Perth? Adela no, Brisbane. Brisbane. Brisbane last year. Yeah. <laughs> every show I would get... Sorry, just I just need to say get this out of my system. But every show we got up a couple of audience volunteers. On this one night, both mm. of the dudes that I... Because I always pick the dudes out of the audience, Amy picks the girls. 
So both of the dudes that I pulled up were yeah. like gym bros. Right, okay. So the first guy gets up stage, you know, and, and to do the nice thing, you sort of guide someone up to stage using their arm. You know, you don't kind of touch anywhere else. You use their arm. And I've brought him to stage and gone, wow, this guy works out, right? <laughs> and so then he's done the bit and that's really f- fun. And then 10 minutes down the track when I have to get the next audience volunteer, he comes out and he's even freaking buffer. <laughs> and I'm like, it was arm day at the gym today. <laughs> So this is why I have a reputation Um, (laughs) as a pervert uh, and why I want to do plays where men have to take their shirts off. It's art. (laughs) They do it in the ballet all the time and nobody complains. That's right. You're not telling me all those people who've paid $200 a ticket aren't there for the perving? That's all art is. An excuse is socially acceptable. Oh, my God. The amount of shows, if you do a show and say, oh, it's got nudity in it, and everyone's like, hmm, I better go check this out for the art. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Magic Mike, exactly. I mean, mean, does that pretend to be art? I feel like that's pretty (laughs) shameless. But a theatre show, if you go, uh, warning contains nudity, everyone's like, well, for the art, I better go along. I really want to support support local theatre. I'm really interested in, you know, the motivations of the characters mm. and, um, yeah, that ten-minute scene where she was totally naked on a bed was just really moving. <laughs> really um, essential to the plot. After that, when that other character came in and they put clothes on, I left and went to the bar. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I thought it was a really important work and <laughs> something we should be doing more of in this country. They should get a grant. Um, <laughs> More grants for the arts. Absolutely. Um, it's just, it's just legitimised perving. Mm. Tits out for the grants. Yeah, tits mm. out for the grants. Oh, that just gives me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've never applied for funding before. But, but you've suddenly mm, had a brain Suddenly had a brainwave. Brain Maybe I've got to stop doing these fun light comedy pieces and write a <laughs> serious dramatic work that's just people totally nude the whole time. Sure. Tick. Um, you'll all come, won't you, everyone in the audience? Yes, yes. Maybe it'll be set about Game of Thrones reenactors. Absolutely. Who all happen to be super buff. Totally. Well, you know. Now I just have to find some buff people. Everyone's pretty, yeah. <laughs> I have to go to my gym and just... Hi there. There was a guy at my gym the I other week. I have an acting opportunity for yeah, you. Yeah. Would you like to be in a play? <laughs> have you heard the term casting couch? No? Good. <laughs> I just, I, why do I sound like such a creepy old woman? <laughs> it's the Me Too era I'm allowed to be. No, sure. wait, that's... No. Oh. <laughs> Is that... Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, there we go. I'm an incredibly flawed person, Stu. <laughs> where were we? Were we, we on, all? Were we on Aria and the Hound? I that's where we I were, feel yes. like we were. <laughs> Does anyone remember before I just went off script? No, we were. We were talking about Aria and the Hound. We were talking yeah. about Aria yeah. and the Hound. Uh, how good was Arya this episode in everything that she did? Incredible. And, mm. and also, like, I really liked that they showed her, like, kicking ass and killing zombies. Mm. But then she doesn't get overwhelmed. She's yeah. not unstoppable. She's not a superwoman. She's a kid. Like, yeah. she's, she's still a young lady yeah. who, you know, is killing zombies. A young zombies, lady, but too. Well, well, she is technically a lady. But... <laughs> Can I just say, I had someone tweet me this theory that a few people have said now, which is, oh... Did Arya sleep with Gendry because she found out he's a Baratheon bastard and so she could have a Baratheon kid and get on the Iron Throne? And I was no, like, I think she was have you watched battle. any... Yeah. yeah. If you, have you watched any episodes of Game of Thrones and seen and absorbed anything about Arya Stark's character? That, that could be the very definition of geekdom right there, is to look at someone whose motivation is, I'm pretty horny, 
and come up with an elaborate fantasy-based plot yeah. around it. Like, <laughs> oh, no, it's actually because uh, what we wanted, what she wanted to do was have a, a child yeah, with the yeah, person yeah. with this, with the, the, the father and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, she was horny. She's yeah. not with Gendry. It's fine. Moving on. Yeah, it's right. Why can't that? And also, she has no interest in being on the Iron Throne. She has no interest in any of that courtly stuff. No. She just wants to kill dudes. Exactly. And she did a lot of that this, this uh, episode. Yeah, she just wants to bang it out in multiple ways. <laughs> the visual. Uh, but it was great. And then we have that, that awesome scene of her running and then hiding and yeah. then in the library, which was tense. And that, that's what I mean about, like, they come up with different ways to make you terrified for these characters, which is actually, it could have just been an hour and a half of fighting zombies. Hacking and slashing. Hacking and slashing, which would have been very, very boring. Um, but it, it is the hard thing about a battle sequence, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Because a battle can just go on. And, and how long was this battle? Like, we saw it in an hour and a half, kind of real time. Well, it went all night. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, did it? Did, was it too? Was it long? Were some of those things happening while other things happened? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. When yeah. I is hiding in the crypts, is that when Brienne and Jamie are doing a fallback against her? Sure. So you know, you you have a mixed concept of time, but if you don't switch it up and see different things, you will get bored of just mindless. That's right, exactly. And but they they do it they do it really well. When it gets too intense in one scene, they cut to a different scene, which is tense in a totally different way, and it's actually really really well done. Uh, I want to talk about Melisandre, Let's and do it. that's a starting point with her scene with Arya. Um, Can I just ask, like, what was the plan for the Dothraki if she didn't show up? Because they didn't know she was coming. No, no, no. Like, she was, was hiding in a snowdrift outside Winterfell for about three months. Because they, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is it now? Is it, is it now? Is it now? Is it now? Are they coming? Is are it now? No, no. John's not back yet. No. Uh, is it now? Is it now? Like, what was she now? eating now? out there? Yeah. And the fact that nobody seemed to, everyone just seemed to look at it. Maybe that's why she fell over at the end. It was just like, I haven't eaten for three months. Yeah, and I'm 400 without this <laughs> necklace. I, uh, I, I realised that she's never met Sajora, I don't think. Arya hasn't. No, Melisandre. Oh, Melisandre, okay. But she, Sajora is the first person she approaches. She is. And his and, response and that, is like, huh? Yeah, he's like, hang on, who are you? <laughs> and she just goes... Tell them to light this. No, tell them to lift their swords. <laughs> I want to suck the blood. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a bit of that vibe about yeah. it. I was terrified in that moment that she was going to reach out and grab his sword and light it on fire. And do flaming Azor Ahai. Which would have been Azor Ahai. Why were you terrified? That would have been great. Because Greg would have won. <laughs> <laughs> Greg would have been right, damn it. That's I've been saying for, year, for literally years <laughs> at this point that he's a crazy man. Uh, that is and Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, who was here last week yes. telling us about his Azor Ahai theory. And not here this week. No, he's not here this week. Well, he's I back in Perth. I rubbed it in his face because Jorah's dead, damn it. Do you want to well, FaceTime him, if you like? Do you want to FaceTime him? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, we just want a live studio audience to tell you you suck. Yeah, Greg. that's it. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Um... <laughs> Some of Greg's friends in the audience going, yes, please. Uh, but, but anyway, Ben goes that theory. So I think the great. plan with the Dothraki... It, I want to talk about Melisandre, but can we sidebar into tactics? Yes. Because I'm not a should. military historian, but I feel like some of their tactics were perhaps wrong-footed. Well, I didn't understand why they had the bulk of their army outside of the castle. That didn't make sense to me when you've got a perfectly defensible castle you can rain down fire on zombies from. I, I, yeah, I suppose maybe building more trenches and getting more fiery... Yeah. Um, defences in place so exactly. that when they did break through by the uber-sophisticated method of just having of whites just kill themselves on the bonfire on, on it, yeah. to create a bridge. <laughs> Which was actually very clever because, you know, at the end of the day, like, they don't care. 
Like they just they'll just build a bridge. It's fine. Yeah, they it's great. built a bridge they and got over it. And got over it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, the fact that they just sent the Dothraki out charging, mm. I thought that they were going to wait until the the swarm got closer. Well, exactly. But I do appreciate that it allowed us to have some beautiful visuals of it, John and Danny looking down at this beautiful lit. Uh, and you get a sense flaming of the, swords. You get a sense of the scale of it too. Lake yeah. of flaming swords, which I'm sure an arts festival somewhere is going to recreate <laughs> as some sort of public installation. <laughs> Just flaming swords on. Yes. It's my new band name, by the way. <laughs> flaming <Sword>. swords, yeah. <laughs> That's a great band name. It is a good band mm. name. Yeah, if only I could play music. Wendy, can you teach me? Uh, that's Wendy the musician who'll be playing later on. Mm. Later this podcast. Seamless. Yeah. Seamless. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Avengers and there's a time... No, it won't no, say, it won't no. say, it won't say. Sorry, I promised the audience I wouldn't do Avengers spoilers. <laughs> I've just up seriously upset a lady in the audience here. Did I upset you? No, okay. You just you were just you were just doing this like you were in pain and now I realize that's just because I'm talking. So <laughs> No, it's good to be humble. Um <laughs> I, I just I felt it was so weird that they were like, "All right, Dothraki, into the darkness." Into the into the bl- inky blackness. Into the inky blackness. <laughs> Uh, and and then all the lights suddenly they they slowly one by went one out, out and it yeah. reminded me of um, again not to plug too much but again I'm doing this show Titanic the movie the play and in the movie Titanic because it's a parody of the movie but you hear all the voices from the Titanic like at the start yes. after it sinks everyone's screaming in the water sure and then they and then after a few minutes and a few minutes more they all start to drown out Absolutely. as everyone freezes to death it makes for a great material for a comedy show. Um, <laughs> It's okay. We 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 skip over that yeah. part of the show, um, but it, it just reminded me of that with all these lights slowly well, going dim. I thought it was a fantastic visual. It's an incredible visual, and I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that in film mm. or TV before. Not really, like, like yeah. that sort of. And it's such a clever idea of of the, this these seemingly unstoppable horde of horsemen, like Screaming riding off hoarders. Yeah. yeah, riding off into the like feared across the across the great grass sea, screaming off into the darkness with their flaming arax. Yeah, and then. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing happens, and they all disappear, and then one or two horses come back. And a few, yeah, a few of them come and back. And Jorah, because it's it's not his it, um, yeah. plot mandated time to die. That's yet. right. Yeah. <laughs> his plot armor was still shiny and new. That was very strange, though, that they sent him out with that first wave. Like, surely he could have hung back. I think that it was so to give strange. them the order because well, he guess, speaks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's true, but but it. It was weird that he, he went out and then came back. Yeah, when... It was kind of like, wait, so what, this! So what actually... What happened over there, Jory? He's like, well, I'm not talking about it. Yeah, just move on. <laughs> so then we had the Unsullied. Yes. And sort of Brienne's flank. And what was their job? I can't remember. Just to <laughs> just to kill zombies. Like, like they, yeah, were, they were like, just dig, hack in, slash, dig in, hack kill slash. zombies until you can't do it anymore. But eventually they realised they had to retreat. Yeah. And it was the Unsullied and Grey Worm going, cover the retreat, protect the retreat. Yeah. That's when I thought Grey Worm was going to go. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, and and th- that's one of two times in this episode that I thought Grey Worm was dead meat. Because that, there was that time where he was like, we have to cover the retreat, and that always means whoever's left behind heroically sacrifices themselves. Yep. And then later in the episode, he's sort of in the middle of a group of zombies, and he kind of turns around and does that hero shot of, oh, here we go, I've got to mm. kill some zombies, and off he goes. 
and he survives that as well. It was just it was that they faked us out twice. It was really strange. Do you think that maybe they did a few of those moments to have as a backup in case oh, they wanted to kill them off? Or? Oh, in case they <laughs> decided later. Uh, and, and Can also we get you back on a green screen to just kind of die against yeah. a green screen? And we'll edit that in, and it'll make sense. I don't know. No, I think they were doing it to fake out. To, to oh, fake right. us out. I think they were doing it to ratchet the tension up, which I don't know will play as well on a second or tenth viewing, but certainly yes. this time around I was tense. Yes. I was tense the whole way through. So it worked in the initial like run. So So then they have to get back behind the trench. Yep. Which they managed to do. And the zombies keep coming. Well most forward. of them there's actually there's there's still ranks of unsullied who like stay behind and yes. like fight zombies, which is true, crazy. but they're nameless, so we move uh, on. Sure, yeah. Um <laughs> Thank you for your service. They may as well be wearing red armor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one person got that. Thank you. Meanwhile, we are getting to Melisandre <laughs> because John and Danny have gone up in the air on the dragons yep. too early. I now, feel I like, I feel plan, like yeah, they definitely have gone up too early. I think early. the plan was we need to wait for them to come to us and then strafe them. Yeah. And then when Danny sees the Dothraki just being slaughtered, she's like, "That's it, dragon time." Totally. Why didn't they think of that beforehand? Why? Why didn't think that the Doctor Archie were going to get slaughtered? Yeah, or? why didn't they sort of go? Well, probably our first vanguard is going to get wiped out. <laughs> so, Danny, you're going to have to deal with that yeah. and then wait. But she's like, "No waiting! I didn't expect this eventuality. <laughs> eventuality. Losing battles. That's right. Um, so they go up and they're flying around. And when did they start strafing? Well, they have that immediately. Like they, yeah. they start strafing basically straight away. But then pretty much straight away as well, that fog rolls in. Oh, yes, 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 and they can't see. That's it, so, so it's all Harry Potter and the broomsticks. Yeah, absolutely. The... <laughs> Sorry, I'm not accusing them of ripping off Harry Potter. <clears throat> uh, but I just, I just, what else happens when you're in there? It's like the end of the Matrix, you know, when they're all, oh, no, we're in the... Uh, oh, look, we broke through at sunshine. Oh, back to horrible, horrible reality. Mm. Which was not reality, if you know what I mean. Yes. Like, well, like it was. the actual in that, in reality. That, in that case, it was. Yeah, the actual yeah. reality, not the, real, like, sure. like the fake reality. Yeah. Totally understand what you're saying. Mm. Topical reference. 20-year-old <laughs> <laughs> to movie. To the Matrix Revolution. Yes. Oh, yeah. 17-year-old movie. <laughs> um, so, Melisandre then, because Danny's job was to light the trench. Yes. With the dragon. Exactly. And, and uh, uh, Davos is up the top. Davos like, with like, his one job. <laughs> <laughs> the Westeros air traffic controller. That's right. <laughs> He's up there. She like, can't she see can't the see signal. Me. It's not working. It's not working. And so, then they start firing arrows... Flaming Arrows, but the, which is my other band name. Um, <laughs> but they don't take because of the cold or something. That's right, yeah. Well, you, you get the sense that, like, the Ice King's cold is Or there's not enough... Um, uh, there's too much, like... Burny stuff. Yeah, there's not mm. kindling in, amongst yeah. the water. It's too frozen or something, so it's freezing out. Uh, so Melisandre just... They, like, form a turtle around her. And, is that the battle formation? I, I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, turtle's over the top, isn't it? What's the... It's like a Roman a one. A fence? A fence, a square. Sure. They form a square around Melisandre and she walks out. A pointy square. Prays over the trench and then the whole trench catches fire. That's right. I had a big emotional reaction to that moment. That was... Did you? Yeah. I was just it like, was very yes! Cool. You know, they got them on fire. That's it. And, and yeah, they, they draw it out. They, they definitely make you think it's not going to work. And mm. then at the last minute, and they're coming as right, the zombie yeah, wall they're is coming, coming right yeah, it comes. Um, so Melisandre then sort of disappears after that. And yeah. we see, see her again. Well, job in, done. Sorry? <laughs> job done. <laughs> I feel like if she really had all those fiery powers, she probably could have set a lot more things alight. You would think. Again, but, but I, I feel like they didn't want to get two Dungeons and Dragons with it. They didn't want her out there, like, casting flame, flame spell. Like, 
you know, she's the Red Priestess, but, like, she can only sort of do so much. She's got a limited amount of um, fuel. She's only got a few spell slots. She's only got a bit of Zippo fluid (laughs) still left in her, so she's got to conserve it. But, uh, yeah, wouldn't she be out there to kind of just set you on fire, set you on fire, (laughs) dragons, ha! Yes. Yeah? Sure. (laughs) She disappears and we see her then again in that room with Arya where she obviously has worked out that's where Arya's going to be. Yeah. And goes there. That's it. And for once her um, premonition powers seem to be working properly. Yeah, she's switched on. (laughs) She's she's totally in the game. Maybe it was because... Because this is the thing about this episode. It still leaves me with a lot of questions, as I said at the Mm. start. And a lot of mystery that I find frustrating hasn't been solved. So what was so what, Melisandre's what? deal this whole time? Was she just a really old priestess who's been hanging around until... Well, she had to be there. She, she had to... I mean, if she hadn't lit the trench, the zombies would have completely overrun Winterfell no, straight No, no, I know, but it, it's, all, it's all a... Si- her, her arc is a series of mistakes <laughs> to finally light some trenches on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also to, like, give Arya a pep talk, I guess? She's the worst psychic ever because (laughs) she's predicted... Well, let's face it, they're all pretty bad. Oh, Stannis, no, no, you're... So she's obviously... Like, the whole thing with the Lord of Light is there's the darkness is coming. Yes. And I have to get the Lord of Light... uh, I have to get the the proper prince who was promised on side. Mm. So it's Stannis. No, it wasn't. No. (laughs) Took us five years to work that out, but no, it wasn't. wasn't. And then she's like, hmm, oops... (laughs) Um, That's my bad, everyone. My bad. I misread my tea leaves and my tarot cards. (laughs) And actually, it's John or Danny. Yeah. And then actually, now maybe it's Arya. Well, exactly. And that's what everyone's sort of been speculating now. Oh, this priest who was promised theory. Is Arya Azora High? I don't think she is. Because I think the prophecy's bullshit. Yeah, I think that's... A very that's very Game of Thrones. Yeah, that I think that if there is a prince who was promised, it's John and Danny as a unit, like yeah. as a because that's what Melisandre came to Dragonstone to tell Danny is like um, he is important and you are important yeah. in this prince who was promised scenario. That's right. And either that's a child that they might have. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I'm fine. Um, <laughs> or more likely to me as a unit of yes. rightful. Kings and queens. Well, I mean, if you go John, Danny, and Arya, that fits the whole dragon has three heads oh, theory. She's not a Targaryen, though. Yeah, but uh, He's a, that's true. And they're only cousins, and she's not related to Danny at all. <laughs> yeah, Unless. but you know, Tyrion's not a Targaryen either. <laughs> it completely negates the poetic justice that he delivered on Tywin if he is yeah, not I, Tywin's I, I, actual I son. The dragon didn't eat him. He booped the snoot. Oh, back in, in season in, five, in Marine, you mean? In Marine, oh, right. The, um, I thought you, I was like, yeah. in this episode, when did Tyrion get out of the crypts to <laughs> boop a snoot? <laughs> boop a snoot. That's my other band name. Boop no. a snoot. Um, dog language. <laughs> Cat language is fine, but dog language. Dog language. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Tyrion, yes. uh, he spent most of the battle in the crypts, which uh, was frustrating for him and for well, me. For him and the viewer. Well, yeah. I mean, I I I, I appreciated the fact that. He's kind of thinking, oh, you know, I should be up there, I should be up there. And Sansa quite rightly says, no, you would instantly be killed. Yes. Yeah, there's no way that you could survive out on the walls right now. And that's the most heroic thing that we all in this room can do is accept that we're shit. (laughs) And it's best we stay down here and be quiet. That's right. While the adults (laughs) are taking care of business. Yeah. 
Um, I think, and that was such a nice moment for Sansa to because she's been so badass and like, I can fix things, I can make things happen, yeah. I can direct action, I can help the people of Winterfell, I can order food. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like get food to get like. <laughs> she she gets out of Uber. Yeah, she gets out Uber Eats. Yeah. Um, can we have a pizza? Do you guys want a pizza <laughs> in, the, in the crib? What about one of those whole pigs that I've seen like? Oh on yeah, let's, yeah, let's get, get a, one of yeah, them. let's get yeah. a roast. Let's get a roast down here. <laughs> Some of those um, uh, Davos does. A I'm great not stew. getting Fanta, Tyrion. I am not getting Fanta. <laughs> it's just a stupid soft drink. You'll be up all night. Five ninety five delivery charge. <laughs> Don't they know we're at war? They have to send it by Raven. Oh, that, yeah. Raven. That's where Bran was going. Yeah, for take he out. was going for takeout. <laughs> We've solved it. We've solved it. <laughs> I'm going to go now. Where? Down the shops. <laughs> Down the shops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just <laughs> cut to Bran's internal monologue, and he's just like walking down a supermarket well, aisle. <laughs> he's acting. He's Ooh, acting like he's, he's acting like he's high all the time. So he's probably got the munchies. It's fine. <laughs> you know. Tim Dance. <laughs> pizza shapes. Yeah. Oh, now, what pizza shape do you think <laughs> Bran would like the best? I've taken us down a terrible road. Uh, wh- what, what do you mean taken down a terrible road? <laughs> hey, what, what did you say? What type of what pizza, pizza shape would Bran like best? What pizza shape would Bran like best? What, what, what flavour? Sha- what flavour shapes would Yeah, what flavour like shapes? Hmm. Like, pizza shape flavour, obviously, the best. Yes. Agreed. No? Okay, no. we've got dissent from the audience. <laughs> oh, fucking oh. chicken crimpies. <laughs> the chicken crimpy movement is <laughs> will not die. This insidious movement. The insidious in chicken society. crimpy movement. <laughs> the next you'll be telling me Dixie drumsticks are better. <laughs> that was mixed results there wow. for Dixie drumsticks. <laughs> I don't know if we have any international listeners, but they're mystified right oh, yes. now. I reckon Bran would be a cheese and onion. Or what's is they have cheese they just have cheese flavoured shapes. I think they have don't cheese flavoured yeah. shapes, yeah. I don't know, I never have them because I always have pizza shapes. Of course. It's the superior flavour. I don't know why they make other flavours anyway. Yeah, I don't know why they bother. Um, barbecue's <laughs> okay in a pinch, but um, chicken crimpy. <laughs> Disappoint me. Savory with dip. Is that a flavour? Oh you get a savory Oh, okay. Savory shapes? What flavour is savory? So just salt? I'm missing out, clearly. <laughs> Except I'm not, because I'm having pizza shapes. So Bran's getting takeout. Yeah. <laughs> and that gives time for Syria, Syrian? Sansa and Tyrion. That's their Brangelina there's a, name. There's a couple names. Syrian, yeah. okay. Or Tansa? <laughs> Tyriansa? Tans, Tyriansa? Tysa? Oh! <gasps> Tysa was the name of his first wife. <gasps> was it? Yeah, yeah, the prostitute. The prostitute. Yeah, sorry. Wow. Um, sex worker. Um, <laughs> obviously in a harsh environment and economy, you do sure, what work yeah. you can. Mm. And so respectfully she was paid to pretend to have been raped and then marry Tyrion. That, or, well, yes. you know, sleep with Tyrion and mm. then he married her. So that's, you know, not casting that's any aspersions. actual backstory on, in this pop culture well, product backstory that we And, um, you know, I just don't want anyone to come for me because <laughs> I, I said prostitute. I mean... Sex worker, and it is work. And now people are going to think that I'm joking. And I, <coughs> I was about to say you it's are. It's got really you're awkward. You're um, digging down. Dig really, not it. only because that guy from One Nation got busted. Oh my god! If you're, if you're, if you don't follow Australian politics, a, I don't blame you, and b, it's just a it's mess right weird. now. 
<laughs> there was this politician, and I, we used to cover him when he was in Queensland politics. Yes, this guy, and he never was that batshit crazy, but no. boy, he kept it well hidden. <laughs> his name was his name was Steve Dixon, which oh, is the he most didn't, appropriate. He didn't keep it that well hidden. He's oh, always he's always been, been batshit, but he kind, I guess he kind of had a moderating influence when he was part of a major political yeah. party. And he quit to join Pauline Hanson, who's this sort of festering redhead who <laughs> for 20 years has run for parliament to make money. That's basically all it is. It's Pretty a much. giant money-making yes. venture for her. And why we still – everyone just gives her airtime. So she just keeps Including getting airtime. Including this time. podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey Siri, can I sack Stu from the podcast? <laughs> oh, it actually. Dan, <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you Siri, hear that? Siri no, no, doesn't no. understand. I, I wrote, "Can I sack Stu?" And Siri said, "I don't understand. Can I sex you?" <laughs> well, Siri's obviously oh, in the Game is. of Thrones I'm, mood. I'm just gonna screenshot that. <laughs> I don't want to sex you, Siri. I just wanted to sex you, but now it got awkward. Um, <laughs> Tyrion and Sansa. Tyrion and Sansa in the Tysa crisis. was his first wife. Yes. The sex worker. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Ty- Tyrion, Sansa. See? It, it's, there we go. Maybe it's an omen. It could be. i got to make a YouTube video. Well, they definitely share a moment. Um, she, she says yeah. to him... You know, you, you were the best of them, referring to her I husband. Know. He says, what a terrifying prospect. But he, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be reassuring to him, though, too. Yes, I mean, he's obviously touched by you it. You clearly know. would want to be better than Joffrey or Ramsay Bolton. I think, yeah, it's a low bar. It's a low, it bar, a low bar, but clear. it's an important one to jump. That's right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, but they say, um, she says it wouldn't work. Yeah, they, between they actually, us. actually they it would never like, work between us. Oh, it could be an option again, sort of. Yeah, thing. It's like, this weird. It's and and Tyrion, Tyrion kind of looks up and sort of is like, why not? <laughs> I don't care. Do you? I don't care. I'm just wondering why not. Like, I mean, wouldn't it be hilarious? It could. I mean, how do you know until you try? But <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Why do you think it wouldn't? Why do you? I don't. Oh, I was joking. Were you not joking? I, well, I was joking. I was joking. Yeah, I was yeah. joking. <laughs> I thought we were just sort of having a laugh yeah. about that, you know, thing we were forced into that neither of us wanted to be involved with. Neither of us. <sighs> when do you hey, think look, that, the crypts are coming alive. Come <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and she says, oh, the Dragon Queen, you have divided loyalties. Mm. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah. Because she wasn't, she was being politically realistic. Yes, that yes, exactly. it would be a hard marriage to be hand of the king and marriage your enemy, but also it would be hard for her as a Stark to remarry a Lannister when we just saw La- Stark's men, you know, Northerners spitting at the yes. Lannisters last week. Absolutely, it would be so. Um, I think she was speaking sort of for both of them, and then Miss Ande comes in with the truth bomb of, "Yeah, bitch." <laughs> Well, if it wasn't also, for the Dragon Queen, you'd already be dead. Also, so have your little chats. Entering a conversation, I don't think she was really a part of. She was just sort of there. Overhearing everything. It was very weird. <laughs> oh, should we do an episode? <laughs> Down to the a crypt episode. Okay. A crypt episode of Living, Living at Home with Grey Worm and Miss Sunday. <laughs> These people are boring. I'm fighting zombies. How did I hear that? <laughs> Living at home with Grey Worm and Miss Sandy. Thank you, thank you. 
You're very kind to clap that. We have to get back to our Cersei and Kyburn. We do. Although as they, well. weren't, they weren't in this episode. No, but no, no, they haven't been in the last two. I strongly suspect they may show up again next episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't see the trailer, did you? So, oh. <laughs> moving on. I feel like I don't have to have seen the trailer to pick no, that one up. That's I was really, I was really perturbed that nobody else in the crypts died, apart from a few, you know, red, red <laughs> Na- shirts. Nameless, nameless yeah. red shirts. Yep, absolutely. I, after all that promise, because I was the one going, no, that's not going to happen. They're all going to be bags of dust and bones. <laughs> but apparently, bags and dust and bones are like, well, that's still dead. That's right. They got reatomized. <laughs> it's like in the Avengers. No, no, no. I, uh... Control yourself. Cheeky. I'm cheeky. <laughs> so I just see my friend Simon looking at me in the corner, and I've seen that look. <laughs> it's like if you I've spoil known him for this. for 20 years, and I've seen that look. Um, we used to watch Buffy. Yes. Back in the day. That really gives away my age. <laughs> Can I just say, I was very young at the time. Mm. Um, but it was a big tradition of Tuesday night Buffy watching night. Sure. Like on the TV. Yeah, back when it was on at like 11.30. Yeah, 10.30 at night. Yeah. And you'd have to go and then you would all have to sit in silence. And if well, you spoke, yeah. if you spoke <laughs> during the show, not in an ad, you, out of the room. Mm. Gone. Yeah, lose your Buffy privileges. Out of the and room. And quite rightly too. Yeah, it was just silence, complete silence. <laughs> always. Terrible show though, Xena was better. Um, <laughs> always like to get, to get in that jab all the time. time. Yeah. What else do we have to talk about? Um, Jorah, Danny? Jo- John Jorah, and Danny. John, John, and, John Danny. and Danny, yeah. Which um, I thought there would more would come this episode of the rift that's between them now. I, I didn't think it would at all. Because mm. okay, of the well, I, I, thought that, I thought there might be something there. And there was definitely a moment where... Like, John was uh, trying to fight the Night King. All the, all the uh, zombies jump back up. Mm. He's fighting them off. He's slowly getting encroached. I'm like, are they, are they actually going to kill John right now? Like, is this actually going to happen? And they actually kind of took it right up to the line again. And then Danny saves him. And yeah. she didn't have to do that. But she did. And so th- I thought that was really interesting. He like, is very after- hot. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> And she seems to not care about the yeah, related thing. The whole thing. related it's thing the, is fine, apparently. It's so. just the better claim to the throne thing. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was really interesting that she did actually go out of her way to save him from an army of zombies. Like, she how didn't did have they to see, do that. How did they even see? Like, they're flying around, <laughs> you know, like Baron von Richthausen in the First World War. <laughs> Possibly more. Yeah, topical <laughs> reference. <laughs> Red Baron jokes. <laughs> It's not a period joke, though. It's <laughs> well, I mean, it is technically a period joke, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got out of that one. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be funny, but then I realised that many people wouldn't know the reference to... Oh, the Red Baron's in town. Like, mm. Yes. <laughs> German fighters on 10 o'clock. <laughs> dive, dive, dive. <laughs> Uh, ladies in the room who sympathise, yeah. What am I talking about, Stu? I don't <laughs> even know. I'm just trying to think what else... We're talking about a very cool episode of Game of Thrones. What, else happened, in the, what else happened in the battle? Should we talk about Beric and the Hound? Have we talked about them? We, we've, talk, we've, talk, uh, we've talked about what happened to Beric. Yeah, what so happened to Beric. The Hound got out. Um, Davos Brienne, Brienne was, was sort of overwhelmed at many points during the battle. See, we didn't we, see Brienne, Jamie, Pod. 
occasionally well, we, we of torment. Did, that we would cut back to them. Uh, yeah, just to, just a just quick to, cut Just to back. show them desperately fighting but off zombies. still in and the game, still in the game. Back we would go to someone else. Um, Ed, sadly... Yeah, died. After saving, just after saving wasn't Sam. Wasn't totally surprised by that. And also, oh, in no, the no, moment, no. it felt a little bit telegraphed. But it's sad to see him go, because I love that character. Well, there he was, was a moment, because he had just saved Sam, and then he got stabbed through the back. And then yeah. a few moments later, Sir Jorah saved Sam. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Saving Sam is saving a Saving Sam is not the best thing to do. <laughs> yeah. You save him, you then die. <laughs> um, but it took him a little while. And that was... A, that was a very sad Gendry, death. Gendry kind of disappeared. We saw him at the start. He sort of took his place. And then I don't think we really saw him for the rest of the episode. He popped up again. Yeah. I, I would, like running back through I, the I never really games. tracked him. And again, he was, he, was, he was the worst culprit for that. I think the, those, that sort of group of characters just sort of disappeared for most of the battle. They, they were it's, out there. It's a massive credit to Jamie Lannister that even with one hand down, and I know he trained, yeah. that he made it through. Totally, yeah. Like he's experienced, he, he but he is older and has one hand missing. Sure, exactly. But, but I mean, you know, he is fighting like brainless zombies. True, true, <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah, it was easy. That's it, exactly. Why not? Um, and um, yeah, so the moment with Arya and the, the Night King, the Night King. And, and then, okay. Let's talk so, about the Night King. Yes, exactly. What the fuck did he want? <laughs> well, I mean... We kind of got it spelled out for us in the last episode. He wanted to kill Bran because... And that was it. That, that was basically it. That was pretty much his plan. But what's his backstory? <laughs> Everyone was had theories like, oh, he's Bran from the future or that the past. That was never or, going to be a thing. Oh, he's actually another three-eyed raven who went rogue. I feel like this rogue. is the trouble. I feel like this is the trouble. People build this stuff up so much oh, with all these elaborate... The YouTube videos, Intricately intertwined the theories. Yeah, exactly. So they many YouTube videos. They milk all the books for quotes That's and it, they exactly. make very convincing arguments that I totally didn't get sucked in by. And it's fun. It's fun, totally but then people, ex- people do get sucked in and they expect yeah. that this elaborate theory is going to be true and it's... It's not really like mm. it, it turns out to be very simple. It's he's an evil, what? an evil ice king trying to kill. And I put this in. I put this in my my recap. Um, basically, that end confrontation was he's the personification of climate change. And, <laughs> well, yeah, well, a little and bit. And Arya is the personification of uh, that Swedish girl Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yes, <laughs> going fuck you. <laughs> School protests. School protests. <laughs> Yeah, sure. sure. Absolutely. Why not? Um, but uh, <laughs> That it, moment was really, it, really cool. It was a cool, cool moment. So but cool. I think, have they made, do we think George R. R. Martin has something bigger in place for the Night Walk? The Night I, Walkers? I, the yeah. White Walkers, Night Kings. Were they just sort of a uh, an elemental force I that were brought suspect. into being by the children of the forest, hid in the snow for a thousand years, mm. went, hey guys, let's go on an adventure, try and kill a three-eyed raven. Yeah. Oh, we're all dead. I strongly suspect Arya will still kill the Night King in the books, but I don't think it'll happen like that. Okay. I think something else will... Some, it'll be a different way. What I loved about the scene in the library with Arya ducking through the Jurassic Park scene mm. is how quiet it was played. Oh, so absolutely, they really yeah. set up just how quiet Arya can be. Can be, yeah, exactly. Because she trained by watching cats... And I'm the mother of kittens. <laughs> so I'm just somehow taking credit for that. But sure. th- it was. It was the cat-like skills. That's right, yeah. And so when all the White Walker generals... And there was so much slow motion acting. Mm. So much like... Sl- John is in the 
in the courtyard of Winterfell being strafed by Viserion yeah. trying to like hide behind bodies to get to the gods. We're like, come on, John, come on, John. And then the Night King's like striding in like he's in a western or something. It's like, yeah, <laughs> this town ain't big enough for both of us, Bran Stark. And, and then he's got his generals. Yep. And they're all like bad guys in a Clint Eastwood film or something. And they're like, <laughs> and then there's just this little whiff of wind against yes. one of the White Walker's ears. Just this little hair flicks back. And the next thing we see is like freaking Tekken or something. Like, <laughs> as, the, as the Night King reaches for his sword. That's it. And, uh, and, and Arya leaps, leaps towards him. And does I, the move I that she did thought, on Brienne or that kind I of thing. I thought something slightly different was going to happen. I thought that the Night King would get all the way up to Bran and then Bran would take his mask off and it would be Arya underneath. Oh. I, I thought that's what... In the moment, I was thinking that would be really clever. But then she would have had to kill Bran well, to I, get I, his I, face. I, I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, hang on, so that, that would mean that Bran would have to be dead. Is he technically dead because he's the three-eyed raven? Like, Bran Stark died, I guess. I mean, but yeah, you, where they, do you get the face from? They've played fast and loose with those those rules before. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Sure, I'm not entirely sure how the faces work. Well, she could I have just, just thought been, it would be really cool. She could have. It been would un- probably make even less sense than what actually happened. No, so no, it's no. probably good that they didn't. But she could have been under his blanket. <laughs> like he's he's got on a chair. Well, that she, she could have like hid under <laughs> the blanket, and then he's like, ah ha ha, and then she's like, surprise, surprise, boom, like a really shitty birthday cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other, well, the other thing that I thought was going to happen was that Bran would stab the Night King. Yes. Um, I was thinking that because he's would, lost his use of his legs, but well, not that's his right. Arms. But if, if the Night King gets in close, like, it, like the Night King sort of lifts up his sword, and Bran's like, "Surprise, stab!" Um, I thought that would have been a really interesting twist on, like, you know, because he's portrayed as this mystical, yeah, you know, passive, uh, passive character now, but to suddenly take an active role, so completely, like his whole plan had been to draw the Night King in so he could get to him. You know, I thought that would have been really mm. interesting. But in the end, Arya acted like a champ and it was awesome. Mm, so good. So, <laughs> so I'm very glad they went with that. It was Physically awesome. satisfying. Yeah. Um, what do you think, though, about... Uh, because I've said, and I, I'm, I talk about this a bit in my recap, about how I can see, and I haven't read a lot, I haven't... Mm. Be, I have not had time or energy. No. I suspect having had sat with the episode for a while thinking about it, I suspect there will be people out there not happy... With this episode, I, I think I've already seen a few people online on Twitter, especially who have sort of been making fun of the episode. And well, I've seen a lot of tweets which is like, "This was my favorite part of the episode," and it's just like a black square. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. But in terms of like how they've placed this episode, because there's still three episodes to go that are long episodes. Totally, yeah. And it's all now going to be about addressing the problem that is Cersei. And while I am fucking in love with the idea that who's worse, the Night King or Cersei? Cersei. The answer is Cersei. Cersei. I I could have told you that. Sorry for swearing too much. (laughs) Swearing a lot tonight. Sorry about that. Um, But I I do love that. But it's like what happens in those three 80-minute episodes? I can't wait to find out. What can they possibly do? And I'm excited by that. Cersei's coming to... Mop up the broken pieces. Mm. But what if um, a lot of people, I think, would be expecting that that is the... People were expecting something more to happen with the Night King. And and I, I, I sort of think... I think back to Helm's Deep, which is what this battle has been compared to, and I haven't mm. seen Lord of the Rings for a number of years, but correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it end with Gandalf showing up all in white going, don't worry, I brought the cavalry! <laughs> yes, and it then lit- yeah, literally just, the cavalry arrives, yeah. Everyone just... And they're, and they're decimated? Like, yeah. they don't... Well, they're, they're, they're making... They're in the middle of making their final stand. Yes. And then Gandalf arrives with the cavalry and wipes out the... 
the army. So, so it's a slightly different thing, but essentially Arya is the cavalry in that moment. She, a little bit, yeah. That's it. You know, I know that there's still a guy, big, glowing, joey, glowy, giant... <laughs> the big, jo- glowy, giant eye guy. Sauron. Sauron, yes. thank you. <laughs> the chick, glowy, giant the glowy eye guy. The glowy, giant eye guy. I wasn't... I, I, I got Jesus confused about Duke? which franchise you were talking about. I'm like, there's no glowy, giant eye guy in Game of Thrones. Anyway... Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, the dude who Liana stuck in the face. That's true. Glowy giant eye guy. Not anymore. <laughs> Go on. See you later. Um, was that 1-1? One, one? No. It was, Jenny wasn't it? Jenny was 1-1. One, one. Yeah, because he was missing one eye from where the arrow went in the first time. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was 1-1? One, that one? was 1-1. One, one. I didn't know that was 1-1. Yeah, one, that, was, one. that was Stampy the Giant. Stampy That was Stampy. He was. A, he was. Did <laughs> he help them with the battle of the bastards? I know. Terrible. Awful. I know. Imagine being that actor. Hi, giant man. We've killed you off, but we need you to come back and take another shot to the eye. Yeah, that's it. A lot of eye work in this episode. Which is also what they tell porn stars. Um. Anyway. <laughs> hey, you know it. <laughs> Don't pretend like you haven't watched porn. <laughs> Um, sidebar, I watched my very oh, first porn movie with this man right here. Was that, was that your first ever porn movie that yeah, we Yeah, because that was the whole point of the 30 by 30 oh, thing. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Um, back when I was 30, which was, oh, what, six months ago? Yeah. Um, <laughs> shut up. Uh, I did a project which was trying to do 30 new things before I turned 30 and one of the things was watch a porn movie because I've never watched a porn movie, um, despite knowing that man at the back. Um, <laughs> oh, he just gave me the thumbs up, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to name him but it was Simon. Um, <laughs> so I had never watched a porn movie and it was Greg from the Smart Enough to mm. Know Better podcast who said, you should watch it with Stu. <laughs> Because we have good ba- – we work together at the time. Sure. We always have good banter and we'd, we'd done the Xena and Buffy kind of yes. comparison stuff where we, we did articles about Xena and Buffy. And, um, and, and I said, that's a great idea. So I sent Stu a message going, hey, Stu, do you want to watch a porno with me? <laughs> I was understandably confused. And Stu was like, what? <laughs> I didn't realise that what then happened is that um, I explained the situation. He said, sure, fine. But he messaged Greg privately to go, is this – is it okay? Is it okay? And Greg's like, yeah, I suggested you. Go for it. So we watched And Greg was in the other room. And then we watched the Pirates, that Pirates porn film. That yes. was very, they, they tried to go big budget in the 2000s before this heart and soul had kind of been <laughs> right, sucked yeah, exactly. out by YouPorn or Pornhub mm. or you, you, you know. All of them. You wank or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and so we sat there and it was all fun and games. We were like, oh, look at this budget. Look at the sound effects. And then the sex started. Yeah. And I was like, oh, should we fast forward this? And then I went, no, we can't because that's it, it the whole violate, point. It of... would violate the spirit of the So then of we had we to doing. watch some really, really weirdly. Well, some X rated porn is yeah, what it was. Yeah, some X rated porn is what it uh, was. And, and quite the, the, the thing you don't realize about pornos is that you usually watch them for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, you're not really getting that invested in the plot and the characters. Uh, but we sat through all two hours of this it was motherfucker. It's a long movie. Because it was a full movie plus full-length sex scenes. Uh, It's long and awkward. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing was just, I mean, the commentary was fun. The yes. commentary was great fun because it was, it was like, good. where did they get fake boobs in the in the <laughs> in 1700s pirate times? Pirate times. <laughs> there was no dedication to accuracy yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> and then, 
tragedy of it though was remember the the lead actor that Evan guy. Yes, Evan Evan, Evan Stone. He was a very yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, he was a very famous porn actor at the time. He is, yeah, yeah. But he was really doing a good acting job. He's like, quite a good. He's quite a good. He would be great in B movies. This is the yeah, thing. He's he actually a quite a charismatic really actor. Really good yeah. cheesy B movie actor, and I was really enjoying his stuff. Like his like no, not <laughs> yeah. that stuff. No, no, no. Quite quite specifically, you were enjoying his acting. Yeah. Up until he got his cock out. Exactly. At which point. And then, because obviously you can't focus on being a charming, slightly daggy, naff B movie type character when two women are going at it. Sure. So you, you know, so all of a sudden he became real, and I was like, oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> he just was so much fun to watch when he wasn't having sex. Mm. You Which think I, I, I would think is, I think is true of a lot of men. <laughs> <laughs> it was a life lesson. Yes. So thank you for sharing that sure. moment with me, Stu. Um, I should see if I could still post that article somewhere. It, we, I don't even know where, where we're going. Our commentary, it's on the internet. It's still on the oh, internet. It's, there, yeah, it's right. still there. You can find it. Just Google Natalie and Stu watch a porno. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, we have good banter. Oh, they're going now. <laughs> Are we close to wrapping up? I, oh, think, oh, I think we definitely I, are, given we've just done a large digression about a thing totally unrelated to the episode. Yeah. Game of Thrones has sex in it. It's fine. Sure, yeah. Um, the, yeah, so the future episodes, I think there'll be some people who'll be cranky that there wasn't more to the Night King, that we've gotten rid of him now. Wasn't this whole series about the great battle, the mm. great war, uh, the, the living in the dead, the... the and the way I posit it, and I'm putting this in my recap, is yes, it was for the North. Yes, the battle. For Jon yeah. Snow, for the Wildlings, for the Night's Watch, for Melisandre, I mm. guess, and then folding in Daenerys and then Arya and Sansa, who would always end up there, but they had detours. For the North, it was the Great War. Absolutely. For Cersei, bitch, don't give a shit. Yeah, no, that's right. But for Cersei, it was very convenient because it has all but wiped out Daenerys's army. One of her dragons is badly injured and the other one is doing fine, I guess. Sure. Had a lot of whites chew his tail. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Like flies in the country. Yeah. Like, get off. Had to get off. Had to get go, go take a dip in the river. Off. Um, you know, Daenerys' forces have been... And the North in general has been completely decimated. Uh, and now Cersei has a team of fresh mercenaries on their way north to sort them out. So... Who knows what's going to happen and from Bron. here? We've got, we've, and Bronn is on yeah. his way as well. So we've got three more episodes for this to play out. And it, I agree, it's interesting because this is the battle that has been coming since the very first scene of the very first episode. Pre-credits. Exactly. And, and now, now it's, it's done. Now it's done. Mm. It feels weird. And I, I really want to see how the show sticks the landing in the next three episodes. And It'll I be think, interesting. I think what a lot of people probably are thinking is, oh, but there should have been something more. Game of Thrones flips the script. Like, why did we have this battle and there was just one battle and we defeated him? And it's like, mm. well, it has been a long time coming. There was Hard Home. There was Beyond the Wall. There's, totally. There's been engagements. Absolutely. And, there's, and they've and always lost. And it's been in the north. That's right. And they've always, always lost. This mm. is the thing. It's always been a Pyrrhic victory. So it wasn't just this one thing where everyone... And, and they've been planning. They'd worked out, we need Dragonstone. We need Valerian Steel. We need to have fire. Like... Mm. They actually made plans. They they did That's the it. best they could. Probably could have done better logistically, <laughs> tactically. As we've been saying. But they did the best they could, um, and they defeated it. And it was Aya who 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 made that final decision to murder. Um, <laughs> and so now we bring it back to not the Great War, but the Great Game. Yes, and exactly. how 
how what Game of Thrones started as, which was the great game or that political game, absolutely, is how we end. Which I think is good. I, th- I think so, it'll be. So that's yeah. why I'm confident that there will be things to surprise and delight and shock us. And I think we will lose a few more characters. Oh yeah. But hopefully they'll do it in that way where we don't see it coming and it's oh my god, Tormund just died. Except Tormund that, won't that, die. That won't happen. It won't. And happen. I, how dare you? How dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> how very dare you? How very dare I? Stu's just not going to cope. <laughs> He's not going to cope. Well, I, I don't know what you're getting worried for because he will never die. He will never die. He is immortal. It's fine. Kissed by fire. I'm all good. Well, Stu, what an episode of the podcast <laughs> this has been. It's been amazing, Natalie. So many uh, wonderful jokes. Uh, yeah. Lots of, lots of threaded, you know, elaborately crafted jokes that I ran think, throughout the whole podcast. Yeah, I think it's been our best. Mm, yeah, I absolutely. think we've really dug down into what made this episode so special. Yeah, absolutely. We really provided some insightful, uh, you know... Uh, commentary, you know, commentary on the episode, yeah. while also you know providing a bit of levity. Yeah, that's really right. Good. That's a really right. Good balance Just this time round. Exactly, a yeah. perfect, a perfect mm. mix. And I think our audience would agree that we're absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. it must be true. It must be true. We haven't just directed them to do this for the sake of the edit. Absolutely not. Yeah, that'll work. Illusion maintained. Yeah, illusion maintained. Okay, we are going to close out this episode with a very special and. Debut, first time we've ever had a musical guest on Raven On, the podcast. The fact that we have a musical guest is just insane. It is insane. (laughs) But I was approached by a friend of mine on Twitter, the lovely Mm. Wendy, who is here tonight, who said, I've never seen Game of Thrones, but I've heard the song from the episode is really lovely and I sing Celtic music. Can a friend of mine and I come and, and do the song for you? And I was like... Yes. Well, absolutely. I'm not going to say no to an offer. <laughs> sure. Uh, of music. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> why are they all laughing at me? <laughs> I, 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 it's the jokes I don't make, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I'm really open to any and all offers, uh, so just bring them forward. Um, so, yeah, if you have a magic trick you want to do on the show next week, sure. um, as long as there's sort of an oral uh, uh, element. Say, yeah. It might be difficult on a, on a purely oral on a, medium. Yeah, but, but yeah. I can film it. Hmm. So, we have the lovely Wendy and Zana here. Please give them a round Hooray. of applause. They are going to be singing a very special song, which I'm sure you will recognise, that I think puts us all in a very reflective, pensive mood following this week's episode. Um, So we'll get out of the way and let them get underway. Uh, Please welcome Wendy and Zanna. They spun her around on the damp old 
spun away all her sorrow and pain And she never wanted to leave Never wanted to leave She never wanted to leave Never wanted to on board the podcast tonight and doing that beautiful song, Wendy and Zana. Thank you all so much. Give it up for them, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up. Fantastic. So a quick thing for next week. So next week, do you think we'll see John and Danny get into more? Ooh, hey, we're related. Ooh, who's on the th- Oh, throwing? I think definitely. I think that's going to be the big... That, that'll be the big driving conflict between them and then the Winterfell Alliance will have to decide whether it can hold itself together in the face of Cersei and, and the Golden Company coming north. And then Bronn is on his way. I, thought, I didn't know whether he'd show up this week. Yeah, we he thought he might turn didn't. up and save someone. I thought but maybe nah. he would, but no. So they're obviously keeping their powder dry on that. So he's on his way north too with a crossbow and two crossbow bolts that are meant for two Lannister boys. And we'll have to see what happens, uh, whether Tyrion can match uh, Cersei's offer or double it, as he always mm. promises. Yeah, where does he get his money from now? Anyway, we shall see. Studio audience, thank you so much. I keep thank calling in the studio much, audience. We're in a bar. Thank you. Um, we have three episodes left and we will be here every yes. Tuesday night for the foreseeable the three, three weeks. next three weeks. Thank you so much for coming out. Thanks to Nick, our tech. Thanks again to our beautiful musicians, Wendy and Zana. Fantastic. And as we always like to say, Stu... Valamogulas. Winter got stabbed in the gut. Yeah! yeah!